The Sports Industry Access Podcast, Episode 10, How to Create Your Own Career Path in the Sports Industry. episode of the Sports Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. My goal each week is to inspire, motivate and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession. Today is a big day for the show. I've hit double figures on my podcast. I'd like to say a massive thank you to the first nine special guests for sharing their time and knowledge of their careers in the sports industry. I really appreciate your trust and support during this podcast journey. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you listening in. I encourage you to listen to the other nine episodes because there is some great content which can be helpful to you. Also, I want to say a massive thank you to those loyal listeners who gave me a punt right from the start. A very warm welcome to you too. Now, relating back to today's special guest, I welcome you, Martin Robert Hall. Martin is an author and a keynote speaker with expert knowledge in the field of motivation and performance psychology. Martin's work has been featured on BBC, ESPN, ITV and BBC Radio 5 Live, where he works with professional sport athletes and business organisations to support their needs to perform consistently at a high level. It has been Martin's passion and dedication in the sports industry which has got him to where he is today. That is why today's episode we'll be discussing how to create a career path in the sports industry. Martin, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Well, it all started, Ed, when I left school, really. And actually, when I left school, I didn't know what I was going to do next. And some of my friends went to study sports science at college and the one subject that I enjoyed the most through school was PE. So without being too informed, I almost just followed them into college, to be honest. And then while at college, the next natural step then was into university. So what was interesting about my journey is I didn't start out with an end point. And I think that's quite pertinent for a lot of people because a lot of people are worrying at a young age, like, I need to know exactly what I want to do. And actually, when I looked around my group of friends, you've hardly got any that really knew what they wanted to do. I remember one who wanted to be a joiner, and you know, and, and he's doing that now, and he's really good at it. But he was the only person out of our group of, say, 20 friends that knew exactly what he wanted to do. Um, so for me, I just followed my friends. And then, and, and then we applied for universities, and I went to a different university than the other guys on my course that I studied with. And... During those sort of five years of college and university, the one area of the degree that stood out more than anything else for me was the sports psychology element. I just kind of got used, I, I, well, I discovered and, and made the, the decision that that one area was more 
powerful in, in the in the makeup of what it takes to you know become elite in sport that was the one I and it just caught, caught my interest anyway so that was kind of where it all started for me with regards to your sports science degree how has it supported you into your career now looking back yeah I think what it did for me more than anything was it sparked my interest and that then led me to go on and discover more about the field which I'll probably talk about later in the interview which is very important because it looking back I don't remember anything that I studied at university really I don't really remember any of the topics so you know from that point of view not very important but actually without it I wouldn't be where I am today so so there's a two folds to that also it gives me credibility just on an industry perspective from your career how has the sports industry grown in the last 20 years well in terms of my field and that you know starting with sports science it's grown massively i mean you know it's a huge huge area now if you take the recent example of leicester city winning the premier league which is incredible well the bbc wrote an article did a feature and it was the science behind Leicester winning the Premier League title and actually a little look behind the scenes at all the things they were doing and so much of that focus was on sports science so it's a huge area now and also what I've discovered and I've discovered this personally that when you go through that journey of trying to break into sport what I found is a lot of people not being open-minded and, and almost doing things the way they've always done them but now more than ever I'm discovering that clubs are more open to it. You know, they're more open to that. And I mean, only the other day I was introduced to somebody at um, a Premier League women's football club and they're all looking into that now. And even, you know, the game's not even developed there, but they're looking into all aspects of sports science now, even in the early stages of the game growing. So it's a huge area. Now, relating to today's main topic... How did you create your own career path in the sports industry after university? Well, very interesting because I remember going to a careers advisor at the end of university and sitting down and, you know, what would you like to do next? What do you enjoy? And I didn't know specifically. I didn't, like, pinpoint a sport and say I'd like to work in there. But I liked the idea of becoming a sports psychologist. But then when I was told about the path I'd need to go on, I that wasn't for me. It is for some people, but for me, I'd done my five years of study now. I wanted to go out into the real world and just have a bit of practical application. So I, I, I was told masters, PhD, etc. That wasn't for me. So I, I wanted to travel. I wanted to go out into the world and discover right, what's this big wide world all about. So I spent a year traveling. So I came home and I got a sales job. I got that for a year with already with my flight booked out to Sydney, Australia, um, sort of 10 months later and worked that year. That was a, a, a real insight working in the sales industry because that is massively about mindset and psychology. Then I went traveling and when I came back from traveling, I actually tore my cruciate ligament playing football in Australia. So coming back from that, I kind of, you know, I needed to get my own mindset right. 
So I was applying all of these things to myself to make sure that when I came back from injury, I'd be fitter, I'd be stronger. And at the time of me recovering, I was just sort of on crutches and getting my strength back in my leg. I got an opportunity for a job interview, and that was in a training role. So it was product and sales training, and it came totally by chance, and it wasn't something I was looking for. And I went to the interview, and I, re I really liked the idea of this, and it was sort of a short-term role, three months. I did that, then I got offered a six-month one. I did that, and then I got offered a permanent position. And so I kind of, again, fell into that industry. But with all of this interest, you see, that I built um, in the world of psychology and mindset. Another thing what I did, Ed, though, was when I was at university, I, I, was start, I started to read books on personal development. So I started to read like business books about communication, leadership, motivation, psychology. So you know, from 20 years old, I was reading these books from these world-famous authors, these world-famous speakers. And I suppose that was directing my mind subconsciously. I didn't really know at the time, but I suppose it was. Just touching back on communication skills, how big is that in your line of work? It's huge. I mean, it's everything. I think now more than ever, I was speaking the other day and I was, I was talking about, you know, at this conference, they were talking about now the power of technology and digital and how it's changing the landscape of work and how a lot of things can be automated. And I was putting the emphasis back on that's why it's even more important to focus on the people side and get the people skills correct. And communication is obviously a huge element of that. So now more than ever, I think it's important because actually our communication has changed. So when you do have those communications with people face-to-face, one-to-one, over the phone, etc., the skills are massive because they stand out. And people always buy people. I don't think that will ever change. I think you're absolutely right. Communication, what I'm going through now is so, so important. Just touching back to your day-to-day -day job, could you explain to the listeners what you do now? Absolutely. So I suppose there's three strands to my business. I have, I have my own business, my own training consultancy, and I spend my time in three areas, really. One is doing one-to-one -one work with sports people and business people. So working across lots of different sports with lots of different athletes, working and teaching them how to train their mindset. So to be able to deliver the performance they're capable of when it matters. So I do one-to-one -one coaching there. I also then speak at conferences and events, giving talks about the importance of having a sound mindset, believing in yourself, confidence etc and then the other element is the training side so I'm an associate in a wider business where we go out and offer training programs to organizations around things like leadership teamwork mindset motivation so they're the three areas of where I spend most of my time on a personal note what do you enjoy the most from your day-to-day -day work I'll tell you that the thing I enjoy the most is definitely got to be when you see one of your clients succeed. It's that fulfillment knowing that you've played a part in their success, especially if in, in the sports arena, for example, because I'm so passionate about that and that's where my career started really, the whole interest with my studies. When you, when you start working with an athlete who is talented, but for whatever reason, they can't 
access those talents when they need to, when you help them to overcome some of these mental barriers, that is just incredible. I mean, it's just making it, you're making a difference and that's the most enjoyable bit, to be honest. That sounds really fascinating, especially, which I find interesting as well, how elite athletes can perform at the highest stage. Now, relating to other areas of your career, can you explain to us about your book? Absolutely. Um, about seven, no, it was probably about eight years ago. I've been reading books for a long time, like I said, since university. And then someone bought me a book for my birthday when I was 25. And I got to the end of this book and I just made the decision. I said, you know what? I'm going to write a book and I'm going to do this. And that was the, the day I decided to go on this career path and set up my own business. And that moment I, I made the decision I was going to write a book. And then it was, I think, three years after that that I started writing my book. So I'd, I'd been involved in the industry then for two and a half to three years. And I thought it's about time now I sort of collect all of my thoughts, everything that I've learned from studying business leaders, sports leaders, successful people. How can I condense all of these principles, my own ideas, my own take on them into a book? And yeah, in 2010, I started writing the book and published in 2011. Would you mind explaining to the listeners a snapshot of what the book's about and how it can benefit them? Yeah, absolutely. So the book is a look at successful people from the world of sports and business and a breakdown of all of the lessons that I've learned from studying them and then them explain to the reader in simple terms. So anybody can pick up the book and read it and get an insight into what it takes to be a successful person from the view of studying sports people and business people. That's great, Martin. Um, I may have to get a copy for myself. At the end of each interview, I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry? Okay, good question. I would say the number one piece of advice is that you always must work harder on yourself than anything else. So when you leave university, you've studied a topic and you've got knowledge about that area. However, when you go out into the outside world, people buy people. And the sports industry now, we've talked about that. It's growing. It's so popular at the moment. And who wouldn't, you know, many people grew up wanting to be in sports. So who wouldn't love a career in the sports industry, right? Therefore, there's a lot of competition. So you've got to work harder on yourself because... Just having a great degree isn't going to cut it. When you go to that interview, when you go to a club, people are looking for the right fit. They're looking for somebody that's going to come in and make a contribution, make a difference. Somebody that's positive and has a good mindset and is nice to be around. Somebody that lights the place up. So I always believe in working harder on yourself because that's the one thing that you can't forget. You know, it's not like some knowledge that you've learned 10 years ago and you're going to forget it. It's an investment in yourself and it's the most important investment. So, so work harder on yourself. Always continue your learning too because learning never stops. And especially in, the, in my industry, in the sports science, the sports psychology industry, new discoveries are being made all of the time. So you've got to keep your finger on the pulse. You know, you've got to keep that edge because that's what will stand you out from the rest. Martin, that is great. I hope 
some students take that advice on board. Lastly, Martin, how can people interact with you? Probably easiest way is Twitter, I would say. I'm, I'm on there quite vocal every day. So that's just search Martin Robert Hall on Twitter or at Martin R. Hall. Also, you can reach me on my website, which is martinroberthall.co.uk. And you can contact me through there, through the contact page and get a link to my book. I write a blog too, so you can follow articles and things on there. So I'd say they're the two main sources. That's great. To all the listeners out there, all of Martin's links and website links will be on my website relating to this blog. Martin, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Pleasure. What a really interesting career journey from Martin. What I learned the most from Martin, which I've taken on board, is that the sports industry is at a really fast pace because new areas are being developed. For that reason, if you want to work in this exciting and competitive industry, you need to be on the ball. But most of all, you need to have the right working attitude. If you want to connect with Martin, I highly recommend it. Please head to my website and go to the podcast page relating to this post, where you can find links and resources relating to today's episode. Also, in today's episode, or I should say episode number 10, I just want to take the time to say thank you to all the people who have subscribed, left a five-star rating, or even written a review on iTunes. Without your support, this show wouldn't be where it is today. And I really do hope that this content does make a difference in regards to your preparation if you have the interest in working in the sports industry. As always, at the end of each show, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. Martin said, You always must work harder on yourself than anything else because people buy people. And remember, your learning is an investment. <laughs>